Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta. I'm so, so excited and just humbled that I had the opportunity to introduce this brand to you guys today. It's the coolest thing I've seen um, personally in skincare in a very, very long time. Um, both of the founders are just incredible women. Um, they are truly, you know, the the minds of tomorrow kind of thing, you know. So um, without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Madhvi and Ruthie from Droplet. So welcome you guys to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. We're so, so excited to have you here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having us today. Um, so I'm Madhvi. And I'm Ruthie. And we started Droplet a about five, about five yeah. years ago. So Droplet is a handheld device that basically takes the same actives that you see in skincare formulations, so like vitamin C or retinol or collagen, yeah. and it aerosolizes them into a fast-moving micro-mist that has a better penetration profile, which means way more of your skincare actives actually can get into your skin where they can be effective. Wow, that is that's really, really innovative. I mean, I when I first saw the product, I was unboxing it and I was reading all about the technology. And in, the only thing I could think was, how the heck did they come up with this concept? Like, can you can you guys go back and really tell me from like day one, where did this concept come from? What inspired you? All of that stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so um, Malavi and I have known each other for over 10 years, almost 12 or 13 years at this point, I think. So like we wow. go really way back. And I think that that's one of the coolest things about working on, on a company that somebody you know for so long. Yeah. But aside from that, um, we've known each other for a long time. We've both been super passionate about medicine and about creating technologies that can actually like you can build them at the bench and then you can actually give them to people to use them. Yeah. And before we even invented Droplet, we were working together on um on a drug company, uh, Madhavi's background is in mathematics and my background's in chemical engineering. Oh, and wow. we're working on a drug that Madhavi invented using a, um, an algorithm to uh, treat pediatric cardiomyopathy. So that's like a rare disease. It's hard oh to Oh my gosh, basically. wow. Yeah, 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 I, I know. I'm in my medical background, <laughs> so I was like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, so that got really far. Like, we actually got the first FDA designation for um, the orphan disease pediatric cardiomyopathy, the first one that was ever granted since 1993. And um, that's, like, kind of where we learned about rare diseases. And that's yeah. kind of also, like, at the same time that droplets started to become an idea. Yeah. yeah so we were at a conference. Um, so we'd been working in pediatric rare diseases. We were at a conference, and one of the major diseases that year that people were promoting research into is this disease called epidermal lysis bullosa. And yeah. it's this ultra, you probably are really familiar with it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of it. I'm not really familiar, but I have heard of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's an ultra rare, it's an orphan disease. Um, so it, it affects a very small percentage of the population, but it's completely devastating. So these yeah. patients are missing basically a protein that helps the skin adhere properly to its tissue. And in the absence of it, the skin flakes off or basically falls off and huge portions of their body are basically open wounds and it's incredibly painful. So oh. we went to this conference, we learned about this disease. And I mean, keep in mind, Rathi and I both come from not traditional medical backgrounds. So seeing something like that was kind of an eye-opening experience for us. Yeah, and I bet. 
and it was something that you know as as scientists as engineers were like well what can we do about it is there something we can actually build yes that's the science spirit (laughs) yeah so one of the one of the interesting things about eb um, or epidermal lysis bullosa is that it's what's called a single gene mutation disease so the protein that it's just a single gene that's missing that codes for the protein that adheres the skin to the muscle underneath it so what Mm. we wanted to do was like all of these patients are mostly pediatric they have open wounds we wanted yeah. to think up of a way that we could actually deliver that genetic material that was missing painlessly back into their skin to kind of try to cure the disease. And um, that's like the long-term lofty goal. But we also realized that it would be really impactful if we could even take drugs like like antibiotics or steroids and be able to deliver them painlessly into people with wounds or skin that's yes. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. Especially something, you know, what pops in my mind is arthritis patients immediately. You know, it's like that is an incredible, incredible technology to have throughout medicine. So, yeah, I'm keep keep going. I didn't want to. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. you're, you're good. You're good. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like where we had this idea. And we, so we had some criteria going into it. We wanted to come up with something that was gentle, that was needle free and that didn't have the same limitations as creams and lotions do. So, yeah. So we had this idea, which was, um, there's a company called Portal Instruments, really cool technology. And what it is, is it's a high speed jet that incises the skin and pushes drugs into the bloodstream. And Mm -hmm. the idea we had, and it was just kind of a little hypothesis at the time, is what if instead of a jet, you had a high speed spray? So all the droplets remain like independent. They don't coalesce together, but they're moving at high velocity. What would happen? Um, so we built the very first version of Droplet on my kitchen table at home. We got like the parts off of eBay. Um, and, <laughs> and it's, this like, is so cool. <laughs> it's your very classic, um, like, you know, garage founder story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we had some really, we got a little bit of early, um, like we were able to see a really interesting effect with the fluid behavior. And then yeah. we applied for a grant through CASIS, which is the grant funding arm of NASA. Um, and they were wow. one of our very first funders. And so that's what let us actually continue to build on um, the technology and build some other versions of the device. And then from there, it's very classic story. We raised a seed round. Um, we applied for through the SBIR program, research. And then yeah. um, we raised a Series A last fall. That's and amazing. We had our patent granted. So now it's granted in the US, Europe, Australia, Japan, Korea, and Korea. <laughs> wow, you guys. So this is a global thing then. You're really taking this like international. We're super excited. Um, yeah, I mean, I am very excited. This technology is so, so, I've never heard of, I mean, when you said the, um, the you know, the mist and the, the droplet form, now you're creating, in my mind, what I'm seeing as just like independent projectiles kind of way, in, in a way, right? So it's like, right? <laughs> that's I mean, a that's, great way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, so that's, um, so what was the, what was the actual process behind discovering this? Like, you know, what, what was the research? Like, how did, how did you realized that you wanted to go in that direction with the the mist form you know what I mean instead of an incision based technology I I want to know more about that well we wanted something that would be painless um or comparatively gentle so for I mean so for EB which was our inspiration the idea there is getting um you know you want to get a good amount of it into skin but more importantly you can't damage skin 
um, because yeah. these patients, it's, it would just be so painful and you don't want to impede healing. So right. we were, um, we were basically trying to optimize against that problem versus I think the more traditional problem in transdermal drug delivery, like the, the gold standard, for example, would be delivering insulin through the skin into the bloodstream to treat diabetes, which is an yes. incredible and very lofty goal. I think for us, we were trying to solve a different problem, which is when you have really sensitive skin or you have open wounds, how do we improve the penetration profile to just get it into skin, not, not even aiming yeah. for the bloodstream? Right. So I have, I have a very, it's a very medically related question, but what makes me, every time I think of any sort of a drug delivery or any kind of a, um, you know, a vehicle for delivery, I think of um, just, you know, what, what's going to happen with like where's the research right so like I want to know where did you find the research that really first inspired you I mean what did you did you go on to PubMed did you what kind of things did you look up other than just you know the technical component of this um PubMed yeah really PubMed I think Google Scholar (laughs) also at the time and then we knew the names of some of the prominent um like academics who were working in the field of drug delivery and we started by reading papers um, and one of our, like, one of the papers we read was actually from the group of Professor Samir Mithragothri. Um, at the time, he was at UC Santa Barbara, now he's at Harvard. And since then, um, he's actually one of our advisors. He's on our scientific advisory board. Wow, that is so, so, so wonderful to have that. You know, you're the first brand that I've uh, spoken to that has incorporated this academia aspect of medicine into your your technology. And I am so thrilled to hear that because you've, you guys, it sounds like you've done what I really wish everybody would do, which is, you know what I mean? Utilize this giant asset, which is our medical, you know, industry of professionals and bring them into this conversation. So, wow, that's, that's really, really cool. I love that. (laughs) No, we both come from very academic backgrounds. So for us, um, you know, testing out, proving the science, doing it in this really rigorous manner is second nature. And it was so important for us to make sure that a product that we build and ultimately sell to a consumer is, is, solidly backed by data of course yes thank you for saying that (laughs) I mean honestly like this conversation has been everywhere on Instagram this this conversation around data I mean it is literally at the heart of why I personally thought that we need to have a podcast and talk to professionals you know what I mean it's behind so much inspiration right now on Instagram, I all the doctors that I'm following, you know, they're very, very dedicated. The dermatologists um, in the industry to providing more information right Amazing. now. You know, that's yeah. backed with science, that's backed with real data. So, my question to you both of you is that: so you are very scientifically inclined and oriented, right? So, because of your background, so what is your approach in terms of um, really getting this product out there to the everyday consumer and convincing them that this is a very safe technology? This is something they want in their, you know, like skincare uh, cabinet, basically. Yeah, so um, it's definitely a shift, I think, thinking from academics into going into consumer. But um, we've kind of approached it as like, you know, we want to make sure that whatever we sell to consumers are actives we know that work and that um, at the end of the day, we're not going in and changing the actives that work. We're trying to take the actives that we know work if they're delivered properly and formulate them in a way that actually will penetrate the skin if you deliver them through the device. 
And when you look at it like that, um, it's actually a much easier sell than, than trying to like come out of the gate and say, I'm inventing new formulations. I'm also inventing a new device. That was definitely part of it. We've yeah. also been really careful to work closely with like expert dermatologists and to make sure that the actives and ingredients that we're using are the ones that they recommend to their patients. Like you'd find like all the ingredients you find in our capsules are ones that dermatologists recommend for like the top three skincare concerns that everybody goes to the derm for. Wow, you guys really hats off from the medical community. I want to say hats <laughs> off for that, just for that. I mean, honestly, the the idea of de- drug delivery is this giant, giant area of medicine that is not only, you know, obviously it is extremely new for the skincare industry and for dermatology, but even in um, other fields of medicine, uh, you know, that actually rely on it, it's still such a gray area. So to see you bring this into a space that's not just a gray area, but ju- literally a void <laughs> you know what I mean? it's a void um in the skincare industry as far as uh, data collection goes and utili- utilization of that data so um that's very very uh unique that's uh, truly unique um so let me ask you guys a little bit more about your inspiration um when it comes to skincare what are your own like skincare journeys um did this come from any kind of personal concerns you guys have had throughout your life about your skin health yeah so i mean like it started as a medical device but i think we very quickly realized it has a huge impact in the consumer market and i think like honestly like i had acne in my 20s it really sucked I skipped it like when everyone else in school got it when they were like 14 like I got it when I was 25 years old it wasn't great and I was just thinking that if I could have something that would actually um work and like because like by the time like with all the stuff I was buying at the at the CVS or like at the beauty store I was probably spending like thousands of dollars on it and if there had just been a device that would work and had data behind it it would have like changed it completely like absolutely 100% yeah for me like definitely as soon as we thought about going toward the consumer market I was like I'd be a customer I'd sign up for this, so I want to bring it to other people. And Madhavi, I'll let her tell her story as well. (laughs) Yeah, I actually had a similar one, which is um, I also had acne in my late 20s, which was unfortunate because, once again, I skipped the typical teenage acne and then had it much later in life, which was frustrating. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so the thing is, I mean, it's, you know, I think with skincare and beauty, and I think you could probably better speak to this with your medical background, um, it's it's not yeah. it's not just a vanity thing, right? Like, of course, everyone wants their skin to look good and to look healthy. It's also really yeah. a good thing if your skin is healthy. It's the largest organ in your body, and so yes. <laughs> so for us, it was really about how do you how do you optimize skin health and how do you better deliver ingredients into it that are actually good for it that and that are scientifically backed that are valid that aren't you know just to throw out an example like apple seed stem cells or something where like algae stem cells i actually did a post about that (laughs) on my dermal unity account about how this is a completely nonsense thing (laughs) like you cannot you know so i yeah absolutely and you know it's what i really love and as, as soon as i saw your product and as soon as i was opening it um I immediately fell in love with the experience of it. Why? Because it's very scientific. It's very, very detailed. You guys did an amazing job with the the information that's provided inside to make sure the consumer understands what it is that you're delivering to them. Um, I love the way that the capsules are packaged. I mean, it really reminded me of like my lab (laughs) back in the day. You know what I mean? I I really, really enjoyed that experience. And I know that, um, you know, my colleagues and everyone out there in, in the medical and science communities, I mean, you guys 
I'm I'm positive you're gonna feel okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're we're a bunch of science nerds at the heart of it. So yeah, so I, that was really really great. And your packaging concept, I want to know more about your packaging. Oh, concept. so we were inspired so, by Eppendorf tubes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great though. That's good. Um, for the capsules, I think it was it was kind of a kind of a funny thing, but I mean, candidly, Eppendorf tubes are incredibly well designed for for their job and. As people who both spent a lot of time <laughs> in lab, you take inspiration from the things around you. Um, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, so so you guys basically were like, well, why don't we? If it's a it's a science <laughs> product, so why don't we make it look science? I love that. Our um, <laughs> our packaging was actually all done in house by one of the engineers on our team. Her name is Rebecca. Um, she's absolutely brilliant. So she actually did all of the designs, all of those racks. Um, and basically like everything the device and lay, like what the capsules sit in the box all of it wow so i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you guys to go through the science of this with me so when the capsule is inserted into the device what is the process that's going on in terms of you know can you give me i know it's a lot of scientific jargon and stuff but i would love to hear it in your own words like what that scientific you know like the the molecular level like what's going on yeah so first what's inside of the capsule it's a water-based formulation with ingredients inside of it and um you'll see on the bottom Mm -hmm. of the capsule there's a foil seal and when you pop the capsule inside the device that seal punctures and the liquid inside of the device it it kind of like spills out onto the main plate of the device um the second that happens there's two major components inside the first one is called a piezoelectric transducer so that's like actually the same component you'd find in a home humidifier or nebulizer. It takes the mist and when it, um, it kind of oscillates rapidly back and forth and we put voltage through it and what comes out is a mist. So that's the very first component in it that turns yeah. the liquid into the mist. Yeah. So is there like a charge, like a hypercharging uh, aspect to this of the, of the ingredients? Or, or I mean, what, is there something happening to them um, chemically when they're being turned into a mist? Or is it not, it's not altering any of the... No. Uh, the... Yeah, no, it doesn't alter any yeah. of the actives within the ingredient, within the formulation. It basically, um, awesome. it basically just packages them into little droplets. That being said, um, wow. the capsules, Rathi mentioned there's a foil seal. The reason that's there is to protect it from light and air. Um, a lot of ingredients, yeah. let's just use vitamin C as an example. By the time, you know, if you open a bottle, it gets exposed to light and air. Within a week, most of it is... So, yeah, yeah. oxidization, you know, oxidizing. Absolutely. It's a huge, it's a huge problem. (laughs) Even with the, even with the more stable ones, you're reducing it or slowing it down a little, but really not all that much at the end of the day. So that's a big part of why these are single use. So the, the aerosol is comprised of tiny droplets. Nothing is happening to the chemicals within it, as in they're staying structurally intact, but uh, they are getting more concentrated because of evaporative evaporative effects and that's coming both from right. the aerosolization um through the and its movement through the air but also from our second big component which is a pump yeah so um you'll see on the device ecta there's like two little holes on it those are two nozzles that are the pump system yeah. in the device and um the pump is like part of the secret sauce here it takes the mist that comes out of the piezo and it, it sucks in mm-hmm. part of that mist and when it comes out and hits the skin 
the airflow from the from the pump as well as like some of the mist that came out from the pump they reduce in size when it impacts your skin and so with the force that comes out from the pump the droplets get smaller they can get deeper into the skin and so what comes out after it goes through the pump system is like over 50 times smaller than what came out just with the piezoelectric alone yeah and i'm sure it's penetration um like coefficient is harder is it's larger too right it's yeah yeah absolutely. better in terms of the, because yeah, size obviously yeah, you know it's like it, a twofold effect yeah. like we have both the droplet size getting smaller but also there's velocity so it has momentum and that naturally allows it to snake through the skin better and then finally you have because wow. of some evaporative effects you're going to have a higher concentration gradient which helps with diffusion so you can call that an enhanced diffusion yeah. effect as well so I'm curious because from the pharmaceutical side of this, so, you know, I know in med school, we learned the bare minimum of, you know, just your, your dose, like the dosing and stuff, right? And how the drugs are distributed through the body, whether it goes into the fat soluble areas or, you know, um, and whatnot. So when you're looking at it from that standpoint, because, you know, I want this to be a foundation of a lot of papers coming out. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you guys. This is amazing. I mean, because I want to know that from the pharmaceutical, right? you, you have a pharmaceutical background, so I'd love for you to talk more about that. So, uh, so basically, the we've done a couple of really interesting experiments around this. Um, the first was a lab study where we were delivering very large gene products. So, just for reference, 500 Daltons, a Dalton is a unit of molecular weight. Um, anything under 500 Daltons yeah. is generally considered to go into skin via diffusion, even though it's pretty slow. Anything over 500 Daltons, and there's a couple exceptions to this, like heparin is an exception. Yeah. It's too big to absorb. So for us, our foundational studies were determining whether delivery of very large molecules through droplet would result in a better penetration profile. And really the gold standard that we held ourselves to was being able to deliver genes, which are five yeah. Daltons, so five to six million Daltons into cells. Um, yeah. And yeah, every time huge. we've, um, so that was really our, our big foundational study. And what we've been able to show is we can in fact deliver uh, genes, they transfect cells. Uh, so that means you're getting through yeah. the tissue, um, through the cells, and into the nucleus, but they're not damaging the cell, which is why the cell is able to express the protein. We use GFP green plus protein, which is really yeah. standard. This is like transfection, like literally, <laughs> I you know, you guys perfected it. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in like microbiology research I would be like literally ready to give up because it's so hard to do any kind of transfection, you know. Uh, so that's amazing. I, I am just, I'm just blown away. <laughs> like, you, hear me? <laughs> you know? Um, okay. So, wow. And that's, I love that the science of it, obviously that's my main interest, right? I'm, I'm going to ask you guys a bunch of things about science, but I'm very curious as well, because obviously skincare right now is at a point where the merging of science and, um, the, you know, the draw of beauty products, the allure of beauty products, right. Is, is, those two things need to mesh and I feel like there's a conversation going on and I and all the people at the table need to be convinced at this point that um we need to come to a middle ground yeah. you know what I mean so 
what are your goals in terms of like who are the kind of people you want to work with um what's your vision for making this a very like you know beauty world friendly um product that you know that every girl or guy or anyone who loves skincare is going to see and be like you know what i get it and i want to i want to get this beauty is it serves um beauty products i guess serve two really big functions at least in my head and rathi correct me if you if you um think otherwise but I think the first is you want something functional uh you want something that will actually improve your skin and I think the second is you want something that feels uh luxurious that provides a sense of well-being it's like a there's like a ritual aspect to it and I think um getting those two things together is is challenging so brands such as ours where we have that scientific foundation I think where we need to continue to evolve and and work is making sure that the user experience is wonderful and that people are getting that feeling of well-being and luxury out of the use of the product yeah yeah and i I think fundamentally we care a lot about like improving skin health and um so really we think of beauty more as like into like health and wellness than anything else and that's kind of the the angle from which we've approached all of the formulations that we've made to date and the way that the device is built i love that i really love that because it it is health and wellness you're right (laughs) this is skin health and skin wellness so i completely agree with you and that is so amazing that you guys have stuck to that you've really you know kind of realized that this is scientific this is a technology and we're not going to dilute it with you know, unnecessary fluff that's not really adding to it. So I, I really like that. And and I don't think I see that enough. I mean, as a consumer, I definitely don't see it on Instagram. And, you know, when I'm browsing and looking for cool brands that I want to see um, or try out, I don't really see this um, very focused mm-hmm. approach is what I'm saying, you know. And so did you guys have any problems when you were really coming out with like, you know, the branding and everything? Did you have any problems with like sustainability um, expectations you had in terms of your your product? Like what were some of the hurdles that you faced during brand development? Yeah, so um, so you'll see like the capsules are one time use and definitely we don't want to create environmental burdens. So we're actually we have a recycling yeah. program. So we send out a bag with a prepaid label with every shipment so that people can ship the capsules back to us so that we can actually have them recycled using a special process. And so we're conscious of the fact that like we want to reduce waste. Similarly, like um, what we actually put inside the capsule, since it's so much more potent, it requires less of it for it to actually work. And I think that makes an impact as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean, I think this is a completely sustainable product. When I looked at it, I definitely thought that this is, you know, much less waste um, than what I'm producing currently in my closet, because I've got 80 (laughs) products just sitting there that I'm not using. And I bought because I was, you know, impulse shopping. So yeah, I, I think more than anything, I agree with you guys. I think this is the next, you know, the next step in sustainability. I really do. Um, So wow. I'm I'm truly floored. You guys have covered every aspect of, you know, building an amazing, amazing Thank product. you. Congratulations. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so what are what's next then? What's what are your ultimate goals? Like um other are you gonna create this for other areas? Um, you know, ju- other than skin health? Um, are you gonna do that whole uh, you know, the the insulin delivery and stuff? Are you gonna invest your well, time in that? I think we're planning on on doing a couple things. So we're really excited to be rolling out some additional formulations early next year. 
So these yeah. would be probably mm-hmm. for more, I guess, niche like skin care conditions. Um, we have one that's going to be really heavy on the niacinamide and vitamin D. And then we have a second one that will yeah. have some peptides and growth factors, which could be really quite interesting as well. Um, and we're hoping could help with some types of severe scar reduction. Our Oh, so, sorry. Our, our yeah, plans are also to go forward with FDA approvals for a couple of medical products. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, you, you would know this really well, but the two big drugs in dermatology are, are retinols, basically, or retinoids and, um, mm-hmm. and steroids. Yes. And so um, those are things yes. that we'd, we'd love to roll out. We actually do sell droplet through dermatologist offices as well. So that's a very good place to continue to um to add in medical products and i just want to say you're answering <laughs> all of my questions because i genuinely i just want all the listeners out there i did not give them a list of questions they're just you guys are just answering everything and i and i love that this has been your thought process so please <laughs> that's continue. awesome and then we're also doing active r&d in some of the more um you know, serious skincare conditions as well. So we have active research on gene delivery. It's something that we are still very passionate about and are continuing to work on, as well as antibiotic delivery and severe wound care. Wow. That is, those are big hitters, you guys. I mean, that's really, truly uh, medical innovation at its finest. And I think with this, with this, I see so many potentials. I mean, I know that you know, medicine is obviously the obvious area that this can be applied. But I'm also wondering, um, you know, just for other things like, you know, in in wellness overall, like, for example, people are very concerned with, you know, getting the right amount of vitamin intake. Another thing that comes to my mind is collagen delivery. Um, There are so many products that are so heavily based in collagen and, you know, uh, or peptides, right? And so people want to kind of provide their dermal layer with the ingredients that you need, but that's the biggest issue I have with those products because you know you can't deliver. Yeah, and actually, one of one of um, yeah, one of the your, you know what I mean, like it's the one with the yellow pad print on top of it is actually a collagen and peptide formulation. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even. I didn't know that. I need to try that one. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to try that. But th- so then what is what was your thought with that? Did you have to think about just because collagen is so large? Um, what did you think? Like, what did you consider with um, that specific? Yeah, so um, it has a it has like a couple of stabilizers in it to make sure that um, it's in a form that can actually be delivered. But at the at the core of it, it's the delivery technology that lets us get it in. Um, and like we've had the proof of concept with the large, large molecules and compared to the genetic material that Mavi was talking about earlier, collagen is still like a hundred times smaller it's than nothing. that. So we're able to get things that are like many fold bigger than collagen through this, through the cells. So now in terms of your, uh, the data collection, um, in terms of, you know, just figuring out what layer of you know our skin is being most benefited um from this right so i mean when i have spoken to dermatologists in the past this conversation has always um gone the direction of kind of defining the skin barrier and you know speaking on its limitations in terms or the limitations rather of you know skincare product delivery so when you are when you're thinking on that level of well nothing gets past the skin barrier you know um 
what is something that you would want to say to dermatologists? You know, like what, what is something that you would want to like pitch to the medical community so that they're more open to this? Because I, I really think there's a lot of people out there that are convinced that, you know, skincare is just, <laughs> it's useless right now, you know, in medicine, but I completely disagree. Well, I think the way we've typically worked with dermatologists is we've shared the data from our studies. So we've been able to demonstrate that we can deliver these very large molecules that they can, in fact, get past the stratum corneum. And once something gets past the SC, yeah. it basically diffuses. So where our technology is limited yeah. is we can't, for example, deliver only into the dermis and skip the epidermis. Obviously, yeah. it's going to be a lar- the largest amount will be, you know, in the SC, and then some will be in the epidermis, and some might diffuse down to the dermal layer. So, yes. I-, I think that that's. Yeah. I think really, it's it's just about the data. It's showing that we have done it. We've done it multiple times. It's been um, it's been NIH funded. We've presented this at multiple yeah. conferences and are getting some publications out. Hopefully, relatively <laughs> soon. That's so exciting. I actually would love to collab with you guys on publishing anything. I'm a very research-oriented oh, person. So, we love that. Yeah. You know, if, yeah, if, if you ever need an extra set, uh, pair of hands, you know, yeah. But no, this is amazing. Like, I, I think that a big, you know, misunderstanding right now in the dermatological community is that there's just, you know, there's, there's no getting around this. And it, it's like, you know, we have dermatology and then we have like cosmetic uh, surgery and then Mm -hmm. plastic surgery, right? So it's like, I almost see this like division there. It's like, you know, you have injectables and you have these, um, you know, technologies that are really just basically going into your skin and putting what's in there there. So do you think that your line falls more into that cosmetic sector versus the skincare sector? Um, Or what, I mean, what are some- Um, We kind of think of- because I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the doctors involved, you know what I mean? Like, the, is, is it like a surgeon versus a, you know, a I mean, I think we think of the device of as like medical grade technology for use at home. So we're not directly replacing like an injectable, but it's something that can be complementary yeah. to it. And the actives we're delivering, they're like very similar. And over time, they can have the same effect. So I wouldn't say it's like one or the other, but like at the core well, of it, like we think what we've developed is medical grade technology that consumers can use for themselves at home to get um, to get good effects for their skin. We, we also think that, wow. um, and, you know, with injectables, there's certain areas of the face that you target and there's other areas that you don't, that, you know, not so much. So for example, um, you know, your under yeah. eyes or some of the really fine lines. Um, so Juvederm right. is great for those really, really deep wrinkles or to create fullness. But if you have fine lines, it's, it's just not appropriate for that. And I think that's where our product comes in. So yeah. I think in the dermatology community there's absolutely room for both you know and I agree and I think that one of the one of the very important things is you brought up fine lines in our our recent episode we interviewed Jackson Lane and Alex was making a great point about how men usually develop crow's feet you know and that's the first thing and so you know he was talking about how he's like you know a man's going to go out there and buy an eye cream and use like a $1 <laughs> soap on their face. You know what I mean? So it's men, I re- I'm bringing this up because I think this, um, you know, just, just neutral, you know, not, you know, going towards one gender versus the other is so important right now in skincare because um, everybody associates it. I mean, I know that, you know, my fiance associates it with 
women and you know women like skincare and women like this so what what did you think about when you were considering the male well I mean a hundred percent of men have skin so we (laughs) yeah (laughs) so for us it was um you know we wanted something that would that would work for for both men and women and actually a pretty substantive percentage of our early consumers are men (laughs) yeah oh wow that's really cool that's really cool. So what about, do you know why? Is it just because, I mean, your technology looks amazing. So, and I love everything tech. So like, you know, I would see it and be like immediately, which I did, you know, I was like, this is something I need in my life. But do you think, um, do you have any information about why it's more men versus women? Um, um, well, in terms it, of it's still mostly, or? it's still over 50% are women, but we did get more men than we were expecting. So we were expecting it to be, you know, 90 to hundred percent women. And that's not what we've seen so far. I think it's because, um, yeah. you know, fundamentally, whether you're male or female, you have the same, you have a lot of the same skincare concerns. You have acne, you might have wrinkles, your skin might be dry or inflamed or painful. And I think the idea of a device that is gender neutral and fairly, um, you know, fairly agnostic to that is is appealing to both of them. I think one thing that we're planning on rolling out fairly soon as well are additional colors for the device um <laughs> yeah yes i was just gonna ask you that yeah, yeah. yeah like pink for yeah black, i think also you know? like one nice thing is that um it's like 45 seconds and it's done right like it's all you need to do for your skin for the day and i think there's something that makes yeah. that very appealing across yeah i i love it i think it's your entire skin uh care routine and one thing that's that's what I love about it. It's I can throw this into a bag. I can take it anywhere I want. I don't have to worry about customs. I don't have to worry about the, you know I mean? like they're not going to check my bags for like huge yeah. bottles of cleanser, you know, I mean? that kind of stuff. Like it's I really, really, really think that's so, so important because a lot of the people that I think would be using this kind of, um, you know, skincare technology would be professionals. So I know and professionals travel a lot. So I think that this is really in my opinion geared towards that that consumer that's got the busy lifestyle you know what i mean and they don't have time for a 10-step routine you know they don't have time for (laughs) 15 right yeah they yeah it's for people who who want something that works that's efficient um and that where they can see results yeah well rathi and madhavi this has been amazing i'm so excited for you guys i mean this this to me, when I first saw you guys on Instagram, I was just blown away. And I it's just been like one <laughs> thing after another ever since I've ever gotten in touch with you. So I wish you guys nothing but the best with this. I know this is gonna take off. I mean, I can I know I'm so I glad to that hear that. That's, that's all I can you know what I mean? That's all I can dodge for. But... Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on to our show and sharing your brand journey. This has been so, so insightful. And I would love to invite you guys back um, just to continue this conversation, because I think there's not enough brands that are open right now to talking about skin health and really talking about how they're incorporating it into their products. And you know what I mean? Like the deliverables that they're coming out with. So I would love for us to keep this conversation going if you guys are open to it. Awesome. Okay, you guys, make sure you check them out on Instagram. Um, it's Droplet. That's just look search for Droplet. I'll tag you guys in the post, but um, definitely follow them. Um, give us some feedback on what you guys 
wanted to know more about if you guys have questions for roti and madhavi let us know on our instagram post and um i'll definitely ask you guys uh if i hear anything from the listeners but thank you so much you you guys and i wish you the best so right before this episode ends i just want to um you know give a shout out to all of the entirety of the medical community, to be honest. Um, I think this is so cool to see such groundbreaking technology come out of, um, you know, just the newer generations that are coming forward. And I think that this requires us to be open-minded. And I know that there's not a lot of information out there in dermatology right now and in terms of the medical research and the, and the information that's available. But regardless, embracing such technologies and embracing this work um, is, in my opinion, a, you know, a step forward into the direction that we want to go where we're merging dermatology with skincare. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, please go check out Droplet on their Instagram page. Um, go buy it. It's a great product. It's an investment. Um, but yeah, I'll be back next time with another episode. Thanks, guys.